Today is my birthday, and yesterday I got the best gift anybody could give me. It was one hour of John Fetterman on live television. <laughs> that, that debate was the gift. It's all I really, I didn't even know how much I wanted it until I got it. And now that I have it, it's all that I really, it's all that I really, really did. I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch it again today. In fact, I'm going to watch it every year on my birthday. What's up? This is, this is Mark K saves the Republic. And again, I don't know who thought it would be a good idea for John Fetterman to stay in the race after having a stroke. I don't know who thought it would be a good idea for John Fetterman to do a one hour live debate with a professional television broadcaster, AKA Dr. Oz. Uh, but whoever that person is, thank God they weren't fired earlier. They probably will be now, but thank God uh, they made it this far. We, uh, I'm not going to get too much into the debate. I'm not going to play you too much of the audio. Although, man, there's, I, I'm going to save it for the show. I'm very excited about today's show. We've got all, we've got the entire recap of the John Fetterman, Dr. Oz debate, where in my humble opinion, Dr. Oz made a lot of people who maybe weren't fans, turn them into fans. And John Fetterman, who maybe uh, turned a bunch of people that thought, eh, he'll be fine. And people going, oh, he's not fine. He's not fine at all. We probably, we probably don't want him representing us in the, uh, at least that's what I hope happened. Uh, we'll know here in just a couple of weeks. So uh, today on the Marque show, we're going to get into all of that. And I'll have all the clips and audio and, and my take on the entire thing. But right now, uh, and since it is my birthday, a couple things that I wanted to share with you. First of all, thank you because you probably, you know, are sending me best wishes or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you're just like, screw you. Who cares? Which I'm going to be honest with you. I believe it's weird. It's a birthdays are a weird thing to celebrate to me because I didn't really do anything. You know, I just, I just, I just woke up. I, I was born like being, being born is probably the one thing in your life that is totally 100% out of your own control. You don't control your conception. You don't control your birth. You don't, hell these days, you don't even control whether or not you make it the full nine months. Uh, thanks to, you know, the abortion crowd. Um, so you don't really control that everything else you control. So like, I love celebrating, you know, accomplishments. I love celebrating anniversaries, things like that. Like, whoa, I convinced my wife to stay married to me another year. Let's go party. I mean, that to me is exciting, but you know, birthdays, it's just that I didn't really do anything. So I feel kind of, I feel kind of weird accepting the gifts and, and the praise. I, I mean, I will, I'll accept the gifts and the praise. Please send gifts to the Marque show, 11700 Central Parkway, Jacksonville, Florida, 32224. Um, but, you know, I, it's just, it's not a big thing for me. One thing, though, that people have been pointing out is that I'm very unkempt looking these days. And, you know, we start putting, I, I've started putting all these podcasts on our locals page, marque.locals.com. And people go, you know, you haven't shaved in a while. And there's a reason for that. I have this bad habit of whenever I want something or need something, really, it's more of a need. Okay, it's want to. And I think a lot of guys do this whenever I want or need something, I just buy it. And I don't think, oh, my birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll wait and tell my wife to get it for me as a gift or, oh, our anniversary Christmas is coming up. Like literally I bought myself, what was it? A camera or a watch or something. There's something I really wanted. And I bought it for myself on December 20th or something one year. And my wife was like, are you, are you clinically insane? Are you clinically insane? You bought yourself this big expensive gift, like five days before Christmas. And I said to her something like, well, I wanted it. I think it was a camera. I was like, well, I wanted it for Christmas. She's like, are you insane? I'm struggling to find something for you. The kids are like, always ask me, like, nobody knows what you actually want. Cause you never, you always just tell us I have everything I need. And then you go out and buy yourself like a $500 gift before Christmas, which I could see her point, but it's just this bad habit that I have. I think a lot of dudes do it. And, um, and so this year I was, I have these clippers that I use to, you know, quaff my, keep myself 
not totally disgusting looking in the facial hair region on my face and my little scraggly neck hairs and whatever else. And uh, the Clippers broke like about a month ago, the Clippers broke and it was really weird. I was just, I don't know what I did. I was just shaving and all of a sudden it just started, you know, it was like, and then started going, and then I noticed the screws were coming loose and they popped out right into the sink. The whole thing just exploded in my hand and it kept vibrating. So I had to turn it off. And so rather than try to repair it, I just threw it away. And I was this close. I went to the computer and I found the same clippers and I was this close. And if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, my, my thumb and my index finger are about as close as they can come uh, to each other without actually touching. I was that close to hitting order and getting myself the new pair of clippers. And then I thought, wait a minute, it's October. It's my birthday. I should just send this link to my wife and get her to get them for me. So I did pretty sure she got them. And now as a result, I've just not shaved <laughs> since I've not shaved since then. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I need these clippers. In fact, this morning I was like, maybe I could just open one gift. Cause I really need, to, I'm really looking kind of hairy and Hagrid, uh, Hagrid, Hagrid. I look like Hagrid get on my motorcycle, Harry. I'm taking you back to Hogwarts. Now, uh, anyway, uh, so let's get to the show because there's a, the midterms are kind of a done deal at this point. And I realize that they're midterm, the midterms are kind of a done deal because I'm starting to see a lot more stories about Donald Trump not being the nominee in 2024. Now, the, the progression is like this. Donald Trump, in fact, everybody has said they're not really going to make any announcements about 2024 till after the midterms. Ron DeSantis, of course, won't because he's running for governor and nobody wants to vote for a governor who they think is not going to be there in two years because he's going to be running for president. So that makes sense. A lot of other people are in the same boat. They don't want to make, they want to see kind of how everything falls. They want to see if the Republicans get back control of the House of Representatives and the Senate. They want to make, they want to look at the landscape and they want to see, hey, where are, uh, where are all these Trump candidates falling? Are they winning in states like Arizona? Are they winning in states like Nevada? Are they winning in states like Ohio and Pennsylvania? Or are they losing? You know, is Dr. Oz going to be able to beat John Fetterman? And again, listen to the show later. The answer to that is a resounding absolutely um jd vance in ohio these kinds of people carrie lake is a i mean if she doesn't win governor of arizona then there's definitely i will never believe another election in my life because clearly there will be some hanky panky once again to rig that in favor of katie hobbs so all of these are big questions and what's happening now is people are looking around and there's a bunch of stories that kind of link together um people are looking around and they're saying okay the midterms are almost here the midterms are almost over what's next the presidential election How's that shaken out? Who's going to be the nominee? And if the Republicans sweep, if the Republicans sweep the Senate, if the Republicans take the House, if these governors that are Trump candidates, Trump endorsed candidates and Trump promoted candidates and MAGA extreme candidates and whatever you want to call them, uh, if you're Joe Biden standing in front of the Independence Hall on a Thursday night um, in Philadelphia, if that's the case, then Donald Trump has made himself the presumptive candidate because he's the one that really changed the entire scope of our country once again. He did it in 2016 when he ran and, and uh, won the election for president. And now he's doing it again in 2022 because it appears that his hand-picked candidates, the people that, that he supported and that supported him, are going to be coming into power. And you're going to see a lot more uh, Donald Trump, you know, MAGA Republicans in positions of power in the House of Representatives, chairmanships, Jim Jordan, for example, on the Judiciary Committee, where he can go and investigate all the wrongdoing of the Biden administration and the Biden family, more importantly, um, you know, election interference, all this kind of stuff. That's all going to be, that's all going to be, it's going to be a brand new day on the Judiciary Committee. You've also got these governors across the country that will be happy to campaign and support Donald Trump. Yesterday on the debate stage, Dr. Oz said, 
without hesitation, oh, if Donald Trump's on the ballot, he will have my support 100%. And I imagine that there's a lot of other candidates out there who feel the same way and would act the same way in 2024. And so that's why you're starting to see all these articles, like the one today in The Hill, growing number of Republicans say Trump won't be nominee. Now, listen to the growing list of Republicans. This is where it gets really funny, because you look at that headline, you go, wow, a growing list of Republicans says Trump won't be the GOP nominee. Uh, Let me read you just a list of names here. Former Speaker Paul Ryan, former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, and former Vice President Mike Pence in recent days each indicated they'd rather see someone else on the ballot in the next presidential election. Okay, now Paul Ryan hated Donald Trump from day one, never wanted him to be president. And the only thing he helped him with when he was Speaker of the House was getting the tax cut because that's all Paul Paul Ryan and and Donald Trump actually had in common. Jeb Bush hated Donald Trump because he pummeled him in the primary. And Mike Pence, you know, there's that whole January 6th thing. Mike Pence feels like his life was threatened or something or other. He didn't like the way that Donald Trump treated him. Donald Trump didn't like that Mike Pence questioned his authority to not certify the, the ballots and aid in his election battle. And Mike Pence also has aspirations of his own. Uh, But let me continue. Uh, Some of the most outspoken figures like Ryan, Bush, Liz Cheney are no longer standard bearers in the party, which has been taken over by Trump. But they still carry large megaphones and their concerns about another Trump candidacy combined with polls showing many voters are ready to move on illustrate how Trump's viability as a candidate could shape how the 2024 primary field comes into focus. So they're looking at Mike Pence, Jeb Bush, Paul Ryan, Liz Cheney, and they're saying these people have large megaphones. I'm sorry. Have you seen Donald Trump's rallies lately? They're just as big as they were when he was running for president. Have you seen Donald Trump's social media network? He has his own one. He can post whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And when Elon Musk takes Twitter back in a couple of days, he may actually be reinstated there as well. Donald Trump is still has the messaging of the party. No one else has a larger voice, a larger megaphone, a larger platform, a larger ground game, a larger email list than Donald Trump and the Trump campaign. And the fact that if you combine Mike Pence's megaphone and Jeb Bush's megaphone and Liz Cheney's megaphone together, they would still be a microphone compared to the megaphone that Donald Trump carries. Anyway, uh, it goes on to say, I, uh, Ryan, I think this is Ryan. Yeah, I think Trump's unelectability will be palpable by 2024, says Ryan. We all know he will lose, or let me put it this way. We all know he's much more likely to lose the White House than anybody else running for president on our side of the aisle. So why would we want to go with that? Bush, who ran an unsuccessful primary campaign against Trump in 2016, told CNN last week that he believes there will be a yearning for A, new generation of leadership, or B, uh, candidates that are, not, that are focused on the future, not grievances of the past. I don't think Donald Trump should run again, says John O'Day, the GOP Senate candidate in Colorado. I'm going to actively campaign against Donald Trump and make sure that we have got four or five really great Republicans right now. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, they could run and serve for eight years. That's true, but they could also run and serve for eight years in 2028 after four more years of Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell, another Another real bright shining star in the Republican Party uh, has not outright said Trump would should not run again. But when asked this summer about the prospect of the former president seeking another term, he predicted a crowded field of Republican candidates. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about a crowded field of Republican candidates. Do you remember in 2016 how many Republican candidates there were, how crowded the field was? I mean, remember, we're talking we're coming off of Barack Obama. 
And you had Hillary Clinton, the presumptive nominee, because Joe Biden had retired. And Donald Trump comes in out of nowhere. Nobody took him seriously. He came down the escalator. There were 17 candidates total. It was Donald Trump against 16 other people, many of them career politicians, many of them with a name in the Republican Party. And Donald Trump and these 16 other people battled. And at the end of the day, Donald Trump took them out one by one. And we're not talking about like, we're not talking about schlubs, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, remember him, governor of Ohio at the time, uh, Ben Carson, Jeb Bush. I mean, that there's no bigger dynasty, dynastic name in the last 20 years uh, in this country than, than Bush. Two presidents, a governor of Georgia, of uh, Florida, that other guy that was in Texas doing something or other, you know, the good looking dude that everybody thought was the future. Jenna Bush is a big media star now, apparently. The Bushes owned uh, American politics for, for decades. And Jeb Bush got, got clobbered. He was one of the first to go. He left. I mean, he, he dropped out of this thing so early because he just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, also, he didn't win a single contest in a primary or a caucus. Rand Paul, Mike Huckabee, Carly Fiorina. Remember that poor woman? I still feel bad for her. Chris Christie, Jim Gilmore, who was governor of Virginia, and Rick Santorum. Those, that was it. That was it. Before the primaries, you had even more. Pataki, Graham, Bobby Jindal. Bobby Jindal from Louisiana was supposed to be the, the big superstar of the Republican Party. He did nothing. Mark Everson, Scott Walker, and uh, Rick Perry from Texas. All those guys, they, they didn't even get to the primaries. They didn't even, get, they didn't even survive the first uh, debate. And then when it came to the primaries, Donald Trump, out of 50 primary contests, well, I guess there's a, there's a couple more. I don't know how there's a, there's like the DC one. And then there's another one like uh, the Virgin islands or something. I don't know. But out of all of the primary contests, Donald Trump won 41 of them, 41 Ted Cruz came in second with 11. So Donald Trump won about four times more primaries than the guy who came in second place. He successfully dismantled the campaigns of 16 other prominent Republicans many of whom had had more prominent uh, political experience. And he went on to not only do that, but overthrow Hillary Clinton, part of the second most prominent dynasty in American politics. So I don't know, Mitch McConnell, I don't know if he's hanging out with Hunter Biden and he's getting some kind of contact high, but Mitch McConnell, a, a crowded, uh, a crowded contest of Republicans does not scare Donald Trump. In fact, that's where he thrives. And keep in mind, a lot of these Republicans, a lot of these names that they're talking about, they're throwing around Ron DeSantis. They're throwing around Nikki Haley. They're throwing around Tim Scott. You know, a lot of these names, uh, these are people who, well, Ron DeSantis, number one, wouldn't be where he is right now with Donald Trump. And it would take a lot for him to cross Donald Trump. They're friends. They've worked together. They've campaigned together several times. Donald Trump lives in Florida. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. And when you're looking to run for a political office as a Republican, there's right now two people you don't want to run against. One is Ron DeSantis. One is Donald Trump. So it would behoove both of them to not run against the other one. If they team up, that's one thing. But looking toward the future, Ron DeSantis is 44 years old. When 2024 comes around, he'll be 46. If he does not run in 2024 or if Donald Trump wins the primary and serves for four years, in 2028, Ron DeSantis will be 50. He will be still one of the youngest people to ever serve as president. By the time he's done with two terms, he'll be 58. 58. That's usually that's like 15 years younger than when most people become president. Joe Biden became president at the age of 77. 
So you're talking about a 20-year age gap. There's plenty of room for all of the stars in the Republican Party to do their time, to serve as best they can in the capacity that they can. And right now, the reason you're seeing these articles about Donald Trump, uh, you know, and, and all these prominent Republicans like Paul Ryan and Liz Cheney and Jeb Bush, who are saying he shouldn't be the candidate. The reason you're seeing these articles about all these, all these, you know, election deniers, election deniers are being elected to office. We can't let this happen. It's not that they're election deniers. It's that they will support Donald Trump in 2024. Dr. Oz said it last night. Carrie Lake will say it. I guarantee more and more of them are going to say it because right after the midterms or probably before the end of the year, you're really going to start seeing a campaign for president shape up and it's going to be coming out of Mar-a-Lago and it's going to be starring Donald Trump. And I don't care how crowded the Republican field is. Nobody, nobody wants to go up against Donald Trump and his election machine that he spent the last eight years putting together. Uh, anyway, like I said, more on this coming up on the Marque Show, plus all the John Fetterman clips from last night, like all of them. I may just, I may just play John Fetterman's answers, just take like cut out everything else and just mash them all together and let you hear them because uh, it'll, I mean, it's just, it's some, it's unlike any debate I've ever seen. It's unlike any political spectacle I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen a lot of political spectacles um, in my time. Plus, like I said before, uh, if you'd like to watch these podcasts and not just listen to them, we post them up on our locals page every single day, markk.locals.com. We have some other great content there once a, or twice a month. Hannah and I do a little Q&A. We've got it coming up scheduled for next Tuesday. So definitely keep that in mind. If you have not yet joined, if, if you're looking for a birthday gift for me and you haven't yet done so, just go and join our locals page. Just become a, uh, a premium supporter there because that helps us build, uh, you know, the, build out the show, get more in, in, you know, fantastic opportunities for you guys, take advantage of, uh, of things that we can then bring you, pre present you better and more exciting and more interesting content and more, just more content. Um, so it's, it's a great thing to do. MarkK.Locals.com. Go there, join today, and help us save the Republic.